about time, it's about space, it's about saving the human race. It's about hate, it's about love, it's about everything above. It's about war, it's about peace, it's about changing history. It's about you, it's about me, it's about time. Hello and welcome to this week's program. We're talking about being all in with the Lord. We do that every week and uh, we look forward to looking for more ways to realize that we are made in the image and likeness of God. You know, we're told over and over again that we are made in His image and likeness. We're told over and over again in the Bible that God loves us. What does that mean? What does that mean to you? How does that cause your week to go? How does that cause your life to go? What is it that's going on in your life right now that's causing you to prosper or not? And that's what we're talking about. God's Word. God's given us so much. He's brought us into this earth. He's given us so many things and ways of overcoming and winning, and yet I hear every day Christians complaining and talking about just being broke, busted, sick, and disgusted. It's time for the church to wake up. It's time for all of us to realize who made us. He isn't a weak, meek God in heaven that can't help you overcome. He is the God who will make and cause you to overcome if you will trust in Him with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. So often, we just want to trust in men and trust in each other. Find someone that you just believe is stronger than you that you can then depend on. Well, no matter who it is, they're always inevitably going to let you down. We are inevitably prone to doing that unless you find someone who's leaning completely on the Word of God, because that person will then lead you in the same direction, to lean on the Word of God, not on ourselves, but to trust in the Lord with all of our heart and lean not on our own understanding. You know, in the Bible it talks about trees growing up within us, and there are a lot of trees that grew up in all of us, that have to be uprooted. And God's going to uproot them. He's going to, His plan is to take out anything that is not of Him. So let's read from Isaiah 51, uh, 51, starting at verse 1. Uh, it's kind of long. I'm going to read it, but through verse 16. Powerful stuff. But this is Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah. Okay? Listen to me, you who pursue righteousness, and who seek the Lord. Look to the rock from which you were cut. You were cut from a rock. This is, you're no joke. You are cut from a rock. And to the quarry from where you were hewn. Look to Abraham, your father, and so Sarah, who gave you birth. When I called him, he was only one man. And I blessed him and made him many. The Lord will surely comfort Zion and will look with compa- and will look with compassion on all their ruins. 
He will make her deserts like Eden. See this Eden thing, man. Garden of Eden. He's going to make the deserts like Eden. He wants Eden for you and I. Her wastelands like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in her. Thanksgiving and the sound of singing. Listen to me, my people. Hear my nation. Instruction will go out from me. My justice will become a light to the nations. My righteousness draws near speedily. My salvation is on the way. And my arm will bring justice to the nations. The islands will look to me and wait to hope for my arm. Lift up your eyes to the heavens. Look to the earth beneath. The heavens will vanish like smoke. See, this is being prophesied way back. And he says, your salvation is coming. The earth will wear out like a garment, and its inhabitants die like flies. But my salvation will last forever. My righteousness will never fail. Hear me, you who know what is right. You people have taken my instruction to heart. Do not fear the reproach of the mere mortals, or to be terrified by their insults. Who's a mere mortal? The mere mortal or anyone who is not of God, who has not accepted Jesus, who has not accepted God. If once you accept Jesus, you are no longer a mere mortal. He's the one talking about it. For the moth will eat them up like a garment. The worm will devour them like wool. But my righteousness will last forever. Awake, awake, arm of the Lord. Clothe yourself with strength. So we're considered the arm of the Lord. Clothe yourself with strength. Awake, as in days gone by, as in generations of old. Was it not you who cut Rahab to pieces, who pierced the monster through? Was it not you who dried up the sea and the waters of the great deep, who made a road in the depths of the sea, so that the redeemed might cross over? Those the Lord has rescued will return. They will enter Zion with singing, everlasting joy will crown their heads. Gladness and joy will overtake them, and sorrow and singing will flee away. I, even I, am he who comforts you, who you, uh, who you are that you fear more mere mortals, human beings who are but grass. So we're not to fear mere mortals. Anyone who doesn't have the Lord in them has no power. None that you forget the Lord your Maker. Don't forget who made you. Don't forget who you are, who stretches out the heavens, who lays the foundations of the earth, that you live in contrast and terror every day because of the wrath of the oppressor, who is bent on destruction. For where is the wrath of the oppressor? 
The cowering prisoners will soon be set free. They will not die in their dungeon, nor shall they lack bread. For I am the Lord your God, who stirs up the sea so that the waves roar. The Lord Almighty is his name. I have put my words in your mouth and covered you with the shadow of my hand. I, who set the heavens in place, who laid the foundations of the earth, and who say to Zion, You are my people. Now, we have been grafted in, for those who aren't of the original uh, tribe that he's talking about, uh, but we, who have accepted Christ and are in Christ, come under all of the prophet's words. We are his people. God wants you to prosper. He wants you to be in health and prosper even as your soul prospers. God wants us to understand who we are. So he tells us over and over again who we are. Here in Matthew 15, 12, verse 12, Then the disciples came to him and asked, Do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this? He replied, Every plant that my heavenly Father has not planted will be pulled up by the roots. Leave them, they are blind guides. If the blind lead the blind, both will fall into a pit. What is he saying? People have opinions. You and I, we look for answers every day. Some people go to other people who don't know the Lord, or to the media, who, man, they are just preaching out of their whatever, whoever's feeding them. They're just preaching it over the, over the air. False doctrines, false news, false everything. And it creates in people what God is referring to as a tree of knowledge. It's a tree that grows up because what you hear is seed. And over and over again, that seed begins to grow. And certain seeds grow faster than other seeds. So if you're listening to one version of the news and you turn to another channel and they're saying the same thing, and you turn to another channel and they're saying the same thing, you're going to find out that it starts to take root in you, and that's what you believe is going to be. The Word of God is the only tree. It is the tree of life. We don't want the tree of good and evil that Adam originally took, but those trees grow up within us. And it says here, Every plant that my heavenly Father has not planted will be pulled up by the roots. So when we accept Jesus and we start to feed on the Word, not only is the Word seed starting to grow in us, but God is going to pull out those old trees, those old opinions, those old thoughts, the thoughts that you think you were thinking, that you thought that's who you were. There are people who have committed sin in this earth, 
and that's who they thought they were. I'm a, I'm great at stealing, or I'm great at this or that or whatever. There's people out there right now that we're witnessing that don't have a clue who they are, destroying property and destroying things, dividing this country. I, I don't know where to begin to say that they will reap what they're sowing. We, we pray for their souls. We're praying for them to, to wake up and understand that God wants to pull that, and he will pull that tree root out of them eventually and replace it with his word if they will turn to the Lord. But they have to turn, and that's where the gospel has to be preached. And that's where you and I come in. Wherever you go, you should be preaching the word of the Lord, talking to people, bringing up scripture. That is the only answer to turning this country to where it belongs. Many, many years went by where the Christians in this country didn't do very much, didn't worry about preaching the gospel to their children the way they should. Let it be taught from the schools. And the schools, and especially the colleges, allowed you, we allowed them to plant trees of knowledge of disinformation into children. And those children have grown up, and they actually believe that. Those trees have grown up inside of them. Now they have to be uprooted. And the only way they're going to be uprooted is with the Word of God. God's Word never returns void. Here in Isaiah 55.10, this is the New International Version. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out of my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but I will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. God is telling us that His Word will take care of uprooting all the trees. His Word will take care of fixing everything around us. When we turn to Him, and when we pray for those people, when we accept His Word and allow Him to uproot those trees in us, two things have to happen. One is God's word has to get in to us. And two is God will uproot and pull out the roots of those old trees, the things you used to think, the things you used to believe. So what are we to become? I think we are to be imitators of God. I'm going to read from Ephesians 5.1. This is from the Amplified Bible. Therefore, become imitators of God, as well-beloved children imitate their fathers. So when we grow up on this planet, we imitate our parents. We imitate our fathers, if we've had a father in, in the house. And whether they're good or bad, we imitate them because we want to be like them. God is telling us here, Imitate Him. 
become imitators of God. Well, how can you do that? If you do not go to God's Word to find out who He is. You can't imitate something you don't understand. You must go to the Word of God. It will not return void. If you take God's Word in, it's seed. God's Word is seed. When you read it out loud or hear it, faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. God's Word is seed. It begins to grow. It begins to grow. And that new tree, that tree that came from God, from up above, starts to grow within each one of us. And you must continue to feed it. And eventually, it will. God will, because He's living in you, uproot those old trees so that you no longer want to do the old things. You no longer want to be the sinner. When you accept Jesus as Lord, and you put God's Word in, it's not a license to continue to sin. You don't want to. If you do continue to sin, because you haven't yet grown strong enough to stop it, you have an advocate with the Father. You can turn to Him, and He will forgive you, and keep putting in more seed. You keep putting in more seed till finally the old tree, the old man, is uprooted. And you no longer have that desire. You can't do this on your own. The old tree that grew inside of you when you didn't even know it was growing from the time you were born will just rule your life unless you put in God's seed. By placing God's seed in, It will do the work. You don't have to do the work. You have to repent when you make a mistake. But don't think you're going to stop yourself from being a bad person. You're going to have to just keep putting in God's Word, and it will stop you. It will stop you from sinning. It will cause you not to sin anymore. Not you. God's Word. God's Word. We trust in the Lord with all of our hearts and lean not on our own understanding. Here in John 15, verse 2 through 16, Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, Jesus is saying. You are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire. And they are bound. And if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, 
and it will be done for you by my Father. By this, my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. So, if bearing much fruit glorifies the Father, what does bearing no fruit do? What does hiding in a corner do? What does not putting God's Word in do? It doesn't glorify God, because He has given us the Word, the seed, to put into ourselves. It will grow. The seed comes from the vine. The, the, the main trunk of the vine is God Himself and Jesus. Jesus is the vine. We put in the Word, and the fruit begins to, to bubble up within us. <clears throat> it will do the work. Not you. Not you. I know there's someone saying, but you have to do something. I'm going to tell you something. The person who just thought that and said that, you can't do it. If you could have, you would have already. It's time to bow your knee to the Word of God and understand that it's God Almighty Himself that is going to do the change in you. He's forgiven you. All you've got to do is thank Him. That's right, thank Him. And take God's Word and keep putting it in. Don't let Satan drive you away because you say, well, it didn't work for me. It didn't work for you because you said it and you prophesied it and you stood against God's word. God's word wants to do the work in you. Let God's word do the work in you and stop acting like you know more than God. You can't do it. That's the key. God will do it. Keep putting in the Word. Keep putting in the Word. You will grow a tree trunk in you that's connected to the vine. You are the, He is the vine. We are the branches. Get more branches. Put in God's Word. Let the Word do the work. And your whole life will change. Remember, Adam ate from the knowledge, the tree of good and evil. He took that tree and replaced God's tree of life in the garden. Where's the garden? I want you to realize there might, there, there might physically be a garden of Eden in the world, but it's inside of each one of us that produces that garden of Eden around us or not. Take God's word and put it in. Put it in. Let the word do the work. Now, does that mean you do nothing? Yes, it doesn't mean you do nothing. It means you're going to thank and praise God that His Word is doing the work. We know that God's Word will not return to Him void. And He said when the rain comes down from the heavens, it first goes into the ground. It produces what's necessary for food to grow. So everything that proceeds from the mouth or God, of God, from God, will return to him, but not empty. It will have fulfilled its mission and then return to him and not void because it's going to take you with it. So that's why we have to put God's word in us. And the first step is to put the word 
Jesus is Lord in your life. And stop acting like you're Lord. Stop bringing him in and still being the Lord. Like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be, I'm called to do that. Yes, but let the Lord do it for you. Let him show you where to go. Let him tell you what to do. Don't be telling God what you think. Ask him what he wants you to accomplish. He has a mission and a plan for each one of us before you ever hit the womb on planet earth. He, in, in heaven, he preordained a perfect plan for you that when you find yourself doing it on this earth, you'll be the happiest you've ever been. If you're not happy, if you feel like you're walking in drudgery and, and you're just broke, busted, sick, and disgusted, you haven't found the plan of God. That is not God's plan. He would never do that to one of his children, ever. That's why he sent the word, to put the word in you, to help you rediscover what he has planned. Now, we are in this year, 2020, in expedited time for anyone who's hearing this message, and you want to see things that haven't happened, happen quickly. This is the time. God's Holy Spirit is expedited in the earth. But you got to get out of the way. You and I have to get out of His way. Father, what do you want accomplished? Do it in my life. Do it in my family. Send me. I'm ready in the name of Jesus. That's where we need to come to. It is no longer acceptable to walk around with your head down. You are a child of Almighty God. You need to know that He wants you to prosper. You need to know that He knows that you can't do it on your own. You need to understand that if you just keep putting in His Word, reading His Word, saying His Word, and shut up with the other words, turn them off. Turn off the news that's giving you the bad news. Turn on the good news of Jesus, the Anointed One and his anointing. And you do have time to put it in. You do have time to spend every day putting in the word of God. Who, what man or woman today can say they have no time for God and then expect God to do a miracle when they're in trouble? Put in God's word. God's word will not return void, but it's got to grow in you. And it's going to expedite If you take the time to put it in, we are in a time of expeditious, expeditious time travel. That's right. Time travel. You are traveling through time, but what used to take years or what would have taken years is taking seconds. That's right. Seconds because God's word has come to a point in the overall time of earth where God's wants it done enough. Just as God said when Jesus was in the pit of hell, enough. (coughs) Enough torture. Enough. We've reached that moment, my brothers and sisters, and it's time for you to shake yourself and me and all of us and say, what is it you want to accomplish, Lord, this year, this year, right now, for this country? What do you want? Not what, why do I want? What do you want? That's what we need to do. That's what we need to get in our heads. What does God want? 
and he doesn't want to keep killing babies. That's for sure. And there's a lot of other things he doesn't want to do. He doesn't want the churches attacked. He wants the churches to preach the gospel. So put the word inside. Get the word out. And don't lay back. Don't lay up. I don't know if you're a golfer, but don't lay up because it looks too scary or too dangerous. We'll be right back after these messages. We're talking about Jesus is Lord. It's about time. It's about space. It's about saving the human race. It's about hate. It's about love. It's about everything above. It's about war. It's about peace. It's about changing history. It's about you. It's about me. It's about time. In Ephesians 6.16, the Apostle Paul says that above all, to stand against the devil's schemes, we must pick up and use the shield of faith. This faith shield is perhaps the most important piece of defensive armor against the fiery darts of the wicked one because it's versatile, mobile, and capable of protecting the entire body. Hello, I'm Sam Rohr, president of the American Pastors Network with another Stand in the Gap Minute. Faith is that unswerving trust in God to do all he says he'll do protection from the fiery darts, those temptations from the devil, those enticements to the sins of blasphemous thoughts and unbelief. The sudden urging to do wrong or entertain sinful thoughts is what only true faith can protect against. These fiery darts, like speeding arrows, come suddenly and from unexpected places. They pierce and penetrate and can set the soul on fire. How's your faith, Shield? Will you join the battle for truth with us at Stand in the Gap Radio and TV? Sign up at standinthegapmedia.org. It's about time, it's about space, it's about saving the human race. It's about hate, it's about love, it's about everything above. It's about war, it's about peace, it's about changing history. It's about you, it's about me, it's about time. And we're back. And um, I do get a little excited on these programs, and um, I know the Holy Spirit takes over at some point, and I learn a lot when He does. When I hear the Lord talking, I listen. I try to listen as carefully as possible. <clears throat> We're not mere humans anymore once you've accepted Jesus as Lord. You are of a higher place in a higher way. <clears throat> you are with the Lord. And you are in His image. You are to imitate Him. Imitate Him. Can you imagine if you imitated Jesus every day of your life? If you studied what He did, and you just imitated it. Oh, Art, but I'm not Jesus. What are you talking about? You are in Him, and He is in you. Here, as the Father loved me, I also loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commands, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and abide in His love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. That your joy may be full. Are you joyful? This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Imitate him. He wants you to imitate him, that you love one another as he loved. Greater love has no one 
than this, that to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends. You are my friends. That's what he's saying, Jesus. If you do whatever I command you, no longer do I call you servants. You're no longer a mere man. You're no longer a servant. You are a friend. For a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. For all things that I heard from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you <coughs> that you should go and bear fruit and that <coughs> your fruit should remain. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. God chose you. He chose you for a plan, a purpose, and a reason. You have been chosen. Wow. Think about it. You might think you discovered God. God chose you. Then you discovered him. It is time to realize who we are. To be elevated to friends with Jesus. Friends with God. We are his friend, not his servant anymore. We know he wants things accomplished, and time has run out. Hey, Jesus is coming back. Have you ever heard that before? He's actually coming back. What are you going to do with that? Get it done. Get it done. The thing that you said you couldn't do, the thing that you got tired trying to do, the thing that wore you out and you said, Lord, I just don't know if I'm the right person. Knock it off, man. You are the right person because God is within you. In Jesus, you can do all things through Christ, which means the anointed one. Through the anointed one, and his anointing, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He strengthens me. So where are you going to get your strength? From, from uh, somebody next door? You won't even get the kind of strength you need to serve God at your local church. But you will get the word of God to be fed into you. But that word will give you the strength. Because it's the word sown into you that's growing up as a tree and putting out the branches that make you strong. If you haven't got branches, I'm telling you, right now, there's a miracle grow going on inside of people. If you'll put in God's word, what used to take years to grow in people will get done in minutes. It'll get done in moments. It'll get done in expeditious time. 2020. The year that God got it all done inside of his people. The remnant of the church is rising up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This is the voting year too. And you better darn well get ready to vote. And You better ask God who to vote for. You better know what he wants accomplished in this earth. He's talking to you and I. And this is the day he wants his word done. It's no more I'm so tired. I don't know what to do. I'm so beat up. Oh, get over it. Get the word of God in you and let the tree branches grow. Get it in. Spend an hour a day. Maybe two. Maybe you need three. It doesn't matter. What else have you got that's better? You need to take God's word and just sow it in. Sow it in. Sow it in. There's enough on the internet 
of good God's, God's word being preached properly. There's enough on television. You can find it. There's enough on the satellites. There's enough of good, pure God's word being, being taught. You need to get it and spend hours getting it in there. Stop complaining and stop saying, well, I don't know what's going to happen in my life. Well, really? Really? No, we don't know. But you will report back to God on what you could have did. The worst thing is going to be when Judgment Day comes. And even if you've accepted him and you make it into heaven, he's going to show you what his original plan was for your life. And then he's going to show you how much you either made it or missed it. That's right. And you'll sit there and you'll go, boy, if only I would have done that. If only I would have known. Well, you do know. You do know that you have God's word, and God's word will not return void. Here in Genesis 1-2, the earth was without form and void, and the darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering on the face of the waters. So, it was all dark. All dark. The earth had no form. Had no form. And dark. And God's Spirit was hovering on the face of the waters. Does your life sometimes feel like it has no form? Or it's dark? The Holy Spirit thrives in that situation. And God said, what did he say? Light be. And light didn't exist when he said that. So if you're not feeling well and you start to say, I feel well, the wellness doesn't exist when you first say it, but that's how God did it. And he wants you to imitate him. When it was dark, he called it light. When you're sick, you call yourself healed. That's what you do. That's the process. You know, I, I laugh. I really do. Oh, it's the name it and claim it. Oh, yeah, I heard that before. You don't have a clue what you're talking about. Go tell that to God who created the very earth you're standing on when it didn't exist and called it as if it was. I'm suggesting that the body of Christ needs to come to a realization of who they are and what God has given them to use. He wants you to wake up. And that's where we are in 2020. It's a wake-up call. <clears throat> okay. Um, Genesis 1.26. Then God said, let us make man, the species of man, man and woman, but man, in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish. Over the sea, over the birds, over the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. You're supposed to have dominion. What does that mean? That means no climate thing is going to change this earth if a Christian speaks to it. That means you should take dominion over the climate, dominion over the tornadoes, dominion over the storms. You've been given it. <clears throat> but another tree grew up inside of us that tells us, oh, you can't do that. Yet Jesus cursed the fig tree. And it died in 24 hours. 
He speaks to trees. He spoke to the waves and they calm down. Waves can hear. It's spirit. God's word is spirit and spirit will transform and change all everything around you. Do I sound crazy to you? This is the way God works. This is how his kingdom works. He spent a lot of years, time, blood, sweat, war, everything to get that message into this earth. And yet I hear churches that don't have a clue how the kingdom of God actually works. Oh, they pray that God's kingdom comes, thy will be done, but they don't even know what that means. What does it mean? It means today is the day you should be healed. Today is the day you should be wealthy. So you can support and help others. Today is the day that we are to educate and teach those that are out destroying property. That any division, all division is called racism, and any division is wrong. No matter what a person's background is, it's wrong. And it will come back on them. That's right. What you sow, you reap. So our message as Christians is to not say you shouldn't do that. Our message is to teach the gospel. And it hasn't been, been taught enough in this country. We let the children get taught by other people. And that's what's grown up in this country, another tree. Another tree that doesn't respect America the way it was respected, that doesn't expect or respect the word of God And behind it, of course, is Lucifer, who wants to destroy God's word. He wants to destroy all of his work on the earth, but he can't. Jesus defeated him, and now now we, with Christ in us, will defeat him again. That's right. It's your turn, and you're not going to go off this earth. For those of you who are praying for the rapture to happen any day, so you don't have to deal with this stuff, I want to tell you something right now. God's church is not going off this planet broke, busted, sick, and disgusted. There's no way that God spent his blood on this planet to get the word to you and then say, well, I better get him out of there because that didn't work. Oh, no. God's word is about to overflow. It's about to overflow in the hearts and minds of men and women who have put the word in. And this world is turning around. Speak to it. Speak to your town. Speak to your street. Speak to it in the name of Jesus. Turn it around. That's who you are. <clears throat> you are sent by the Father. And once we turn it around, then Jesus will take us off. He's not taking you out of here. He sent you here to do a work. Now get it done. That's what we've got to do. Let's get it done. Let's get revived. Let's thrive. Thrive right now. Oh, man, this is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. God said he wanted to make you in his image and likeness. So that must be what he did. Are you imitating him? Are you acting like God? Are you creating things or are you destroying things? Which is it? Which will you do? It's time for the church to wake up. I... uh, uh, this is Psalm 82.1. I'm not even going to expand on this one. I'm just going to read it to you, and uh, I want you to think about this. God stands in the congregation of the mighty. 
God stands in the congregation, it's a congregation, of the mighty. Who do you think the mighty are? Just think about it. Meditate. He judges among the gods. He judges among the gods. Who's the gods? Meditate. He stands in the congregation of the mighty and judges among the gods. Remember, you're made in his image and likeness. Here's Psalm 82.1, the Amplified Bible. <coughs> God, it's the same scripture. God stands in the assembly of the representatives of God, in the midst of the magistrates or judges. He gives judgment as among the gods. That's you and I he's talking about. He stands in the midst of us. He will judge us. He will judge you. But he's also calling you magistrates and judges. He's calling you representatives. You are his representative on the earth. Jesus was. He was the seed that was planted. That seed is in us, growing up so that not one Jesus, but millions of Jesuses on the earth, imitating God. That's how you take out Lucifer once and for all. All right. Praise the God. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Matthew 15, 13. This is also the Amplified Bible. He answered, Every plant which my heavenly Father has not planted will be torn up by the roots. So anything inside of you that's resisting this kind of conversation, it's going to be torn out. It's going to be torn out. Because God wants you to wake up now. He wants you to work for Him now. Uh, Matthew 12, 33, New King James Version. Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For a tree is known by its fruit. Take a look at your fruit. What tree are you listening to? What tree are you listening to? That's what you got to determine. The tree. Get rid of the tree of, of the knowledge of good and evil. Get rid of it. Let it be uprooted. And go back to the tree of life that Adam originally had access to. It, can, it is growing in you if you've accepted Jesus. It is the, the flowing rivers of life. That is God's word in you. So how do you get back to the tree? A lot of people say, well, if Adam wouldn't have eaten from that tree. But you are eating from the tree. The same tree. But you can now choose. You and I can choose every day which tree we're eating from. Take God's word and keep putting in more seed. Grow your own tree of life going within you. And the other will be uprooted. Or continue to listen to the tree that's all your opinions and the way you think life ought to be, <clears throat> and you will find out that you're doing the same sin Adam did. You chose the wrong tree. You didn't think it would matter. You thought you'd be more like God because, well, I can choose what I want. I don't want what I want. I already know God wants for me more than I ever could dream. That He already knows what, I, what makes me happy. God knows what makes me happy. He wants me to have that. 
but he wants me to have it his way. And I want it his way because I trust that he wants me to be happy. <coughs> I trust that he wants me to have what I want. Yeah, I trust that. So therefore, I don't have to go about trying to get what I want. I trust that God wants me to have it and he'll bring it to me. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. Okay. So I'm telling you, you know, we're in a moment in time. It's pretty powerful. 2020, great time to be alive. And uh, here in John 3, 3, New King James Version, Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, this whole born again thing, the idea that when we were born into this earth, because Adam chose the wrong tree, that tree has been taught to us. The seed of all the sin grew, grew up in every one of us. And those trees become strong. And the older you get, the roots have strong roots. But unless you're born again, you will not put in the seed of the tree of life. The tree that was connected to God that Adam was originally connected to. The only way to get that tree growing again inside of you is to get born again. So that is what the whole process does. <clears throat> and if you don't get born again, if you don't accept Jesus, you will live and die under the curse of the old tree. You'll live and die under the old tree. Because that's the tree that tells you people get sick, they die, they die early, they die this. I have hereditary problems, I have this going on, I have that going on. God's Word sets you free from all of the lies of the tree that Adam ate from with Lucifer. So which tree are you choosing? How much time are you spending growing the roots in your new tree? Or do you allow the, do you go back to the old tree more often because, well, it's comfortable because everybody else is eating from that tree. And if you have a conversation, it's easier to agree with them when they say, well, there's not much hope. <clears throat> Instead of saying, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I am redeemed by the, from the curse of the law. By his stripes I am healed. For poverty, he's given me wealth. For sickness, he's given me health. And for death, he's given me eternal life. I don't know. Which are you saying? Which are you saying out of your mouth? Philippians 3.20 For, now this is big. This is big. Our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior the Lord Jesus Christ. Once you've accepted the Lord, you're no longer a citizen of this earth. You are now a representative of heaven. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done by our citizens of heaven. You are a citizen of the Most High. You are a representative of to imitate Jesus, you are called to do that. Jesus answered and said, Most assuredly I say to you, unless you're born again, you can't see the kingdom of God. Then he says here, 
for our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Philippians 3.20. And then we go back to Genesis 1.29. And God said, See, I have given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of all the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed. You shall, to you, it shall be food. Everything on this earth is a seed. And the seed, including the Word, is a seed. It's all about seed. God's Word is all about seed. The seed He's given us, we either eat it for our flesh, or we put it into our minds for our spirit. But it's all about seed. Anything you want, anything you need, what you sow, you will reap. So when you pray for something, sow something. Give something. Sow it to someone else. Love your neighbor. Jesus said, love one another as I have loved you. Stop allowing the media to tell you how to think in terms of other cultures, in terms of other people. Don't allow the media to do that. Shut them off to make sure God continues to get done what he wants done. And then the end will come. And then you'll be taken off. And Jesus is coming back. So for those listening who aren't sure, after today, you better start imitating God and stop imitating the rest of the world. You are not of this world. You're a citizen of heaven. You are living in this world, but don't be of it. Don't be conformed to it, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And of course, we're out of time. Another week of being all in with the Lord. I, f- I just love being all in with the Lord because He has a plan for you this week. He has a plan for me. I can't wait to see what it is. Let's be a reporter. Let's be the reporter that continues on talking about what God has planned for you and I and what He's done this past week. I don't know about you, but I've had miracle after miracle in home, business, social, physical. And we'll have more next week. We'll see you then. Have a great week. See you then. It's about time. It's about space. It's about saving the human race. It's about hate. It's about love.